What's up, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of the Podcast of the Galaxy. I am here, as always, with Jared. How's it going, Jared? Going very well. How are you? I am fantastic, especially especially after uh, the Multiverse of Madness trailer, because that was uh, pretty insane. It was a pretty... Um, it definitely made my day. That's um, that's basically, yeah, it's basically the purpose of why we're actually here today as well. Because um, today we are going to be um, reviewing the uh, epic, in my opinion. I'm sure it's a lot of people's opinions, but definitely in mine. The uh, uh, epic Multiverse of Menace trailer, the official one that just got released. And we're even going to be talking about the poster because it does have some pretty interesting stuff on the poster as well that just got released. And we're basically going to be um, giving some uh, theories based off of the uh, trailer. We're going to be uh, going over our favorite moments, you know, um, things that we saw that others might not have. And uh, yeah, stuff like that. So we're basically going to do a deep dive into this trailer in anticipation for the uh, movie. So um Jared, we're going to start this uh, podcast off as we usually do. We're going to go over first reactions. I mean, try not to reveal like any of the big moments when revealing. I mean, you obviously can if you want, but I mean, just more general. Um, What did you think about this trailer? Well, this trailer was absolutely amazing. I mean, it had pretty much everything that a trailer could have that you would want. Ton of action. So much to look at. I went through it frame by frame. And just found so many things. There's so many small scenes that a lot of a lot of stuff is revealed in, but you know it's just a second on screen, or it's this and that. It's hard to actually see, but so much was revealed in this trailer. It was just incredible. There was so much going on. The visuals looked amazing, and if the entire movie looks like that, or at least the majority of the movie, it looks like it's going to be insane. The build up is it looks. The buildup looks amazing. The actual fights that are going to be in it look really, really cool. All the monsters, all of the just people as well, all the cameos, just going to be amazing. Seeing a ton of different Doctor Stranges and other variants of other people is going to be amazing. There's so much possibility with this movie. Even though we have this trailer now, we're going to get another and then the movie will have so much stuff that we have not seen. It'll just be incredible. Yeah, so when you go off of this trailer, I mean, you know that the movie is going to be special based on just, and like you said, based on how the trailer looks, uh, just that alone will, um, it, like, attracts a lot of people, um, you know, with uh, all the, it's just, uh, there were so many beautiful moments, and, like, and, so, and with each, like, uh, scene, where they, you know, where the multiverse is being utilized with all the colors in the multiverse as well. Um, it's just it, it, the trailer was, be, um, I, it was still dark, obviously, but I think some aspects of it were visually uh, beautiful. Um, but for example, when you had uh, Wanda and Strange in the Gardens, which we, I'm going to talk about that a little bit, um, but later. But when you had Wanda and Strange in the Gardens, it was just so it was it, it was the visuals were fantastic. And, uh, you know, when you had them like, you know, falling into different universes, which we're going to talk about that as well. But when when we saw that the visuals for that were fantastic as well. And I, I was I was a big fan of how, like, you know, some of the creatures looked 
um, as well. Um, and it was just, it was great. I, you know, I, I, and I did want to touch on the visuals because they were a huge aspect of this. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to see because Sam Raimi obviously is a great director. So it'll be interesting to see um, some more of those visuals regarding some of the, um, you know, the basic plot of this trailer that took place. It was just, there were so many cool moments that were thrown at us that I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't even expecting um, all of that to be thrown at us. Um, it, it, it just makes you wonder how much is being kept secret, which it has to be a lot at this point, because I don't know why else he would go revealing, um, uh, some big moments because there were some pretty big moments that were revealed that, um, and it, it, I, I mean, I love it. I think that it's a great marketing stand from a marketing standpoint. It's fantastic because it gets butt in the seats. And I think that this trailer did a good job, um, putting as many butts in the seat as possible to the point where you do not need to show anything more, which I'm assuming they might, they might even, they'll have a few TV spots there and maybe even a final trailer, but it's not a requirement in order to get a billion dollars. In my opinion, I do think it is, that is, I do think that is bound to happen just going off this trailer alone, given some of these moments. And, you know, I appreciated the moments that came out of this. So I just, I just want to add that. So yeah, all in all, I would put this up there for one of my favorite trailers of all time too. It was just so good. And uh, yeah, those are my uh, first reactions. So um, Jared, anything else to add regarding like visuals and stuff like that and what you, and, and like, you know, what you thought of those big moments there, like just put them actually being added in the trailer in the first place. Well, there was so many big moments and visuals in the trailer. Obviously we're going to get into like important reveals and theories a little later. But some of the stuff was just pretty breathtaking. There was a ton of, you know, transitions. Obviously, the going through the multiverse is a lot more prevalent than I thought. There was a ton of dimension hopping from what I could see. And it's not going to be like they do something and a bunch of things come into the multiverse. There's probably that's what's going to happen. But it's also going to be the fact of they are going to go into a bunch of other universes as well, which I kind of expected but didn't expect in this kind of amount yeah absolutely um yeah, yeah i mean i know that i'll and i'll give that spotlight to you eventually when you talk about one of the specific ones there but like just the different universes that they will travel to that that alone is just insane um because we do see a big hint about a specific universe that is being traveled to so i i, I just think that that alone is um pretty cool and jared i'm not going to steal your thunder on that topic because i know you do want to talk about that but yeah that specific universe alone um that jared will talk to you about eventually is, is pretty cool so uh yeah um jared i i so in regards to favorite part that i mean this is obviously there were quite a few that can be said here um i don't know if you have a particular one are there any favorite parts you want to talk about right now well, yeah, as you said, there was so many massive, massive, massive parts in this. There are a couple that I could talk about, but I'm going to save yours for, because I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to I... say the one that I am thinking of. And the one I am thinking of is when America Chavez opened up a portal to uh, 
it was basically a comic book world, which is going to be very interesting because there is going to be, you know, comic book from the real world, which we've never really seen before in a Marvel movie. The MCU live action into comics is, you know, heard of. So when we see that, you could also see it's not going to be them as live action going into a comic still live action. They are they were transforming into a comic book form. So they're going to take on a comic book kind of appearance as they go into that world. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, whether they're going to be, you know, going across pages, whether it's just going to be a drawn 3D world. But it's going to be really cool and something that we have never really seen visually along the, just along what we've seen. I don't know if it will be the exact same animation style or drawn style What If. That is a good guess, but from what I saw in that background, it didn't quite look like What If. It was more rough and drawn than What If was. What If was more of a 3D... It was closer to being 3D modeled than this. It was This was very, very comic book-y. And even so, it looks absolutely amazing. And that could present so many possibilities with artistic intent, with, you know... Pretty much everything. Possibilities even storyline-wise. There's so many things in the comics that could be brought into the MCU. Whether it is just used as a kind of a getaway and then hop in between dimensions type thing. Or if it's actually used as a huge thing where they meet someone in the comic. Even you know, even if it is just they're going through that dimension. They go through a bunch of dimensions. Like when in Guardians of the Galaxy they're hopping through a bunch of jumps and it takes them through a bunch of worlds. You know, even if it's just that, it's still going to be absolutely amazing. Just to see that transition from live action to comic will be something we've never, we've never witnessed before, which will be pretty much, yeah, I would say breathtaking. Yeah. Uh, so I, you, you hit it right on the mark regarding that, um, him being transported to, and him and I think Miss America was there too. I, I don't know. But um, or America Chavez, so I don't know exactly what her name is and what her superhero name is for the comics. I think it's America Chavez. Uh, them going to that uh, animated world is a, is a, and I know that you were referring to it as a breakthrough before. Um, it actually is um, because, like you know, we've just have seen it. It's not. I mean, correct me if correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think it's ever been done in like any like. Like in, I, I'm sure that it's been done like maybe once or twice in a totally different movie, but like regarding, you know, actually having characters like live action characters turn into um, um, like animated form, it's something very rare to see. I mean, there might have been one or two, so I I don't know off the top of my head, but just seeing that when it's rare to see that happen is um very very um special and it's it's it is a breakthrough because we're going to see some um completely bonkers things when they visit the um animated world and um hit hit when normally animated heroes would visit the uh real world the real live action universes so um i i think that it's i you know i think that it's special and i think it's gonna be very fun and i feel like you know, animation. I've always been a fan of animation, so see, whenever that comes into play, I do like it. Me personally, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to add that on there. So, my favorite thing. I'll tell you that. You know, Jared. I'm assuming that 
when you said um, you know what mine is, I'm assuming it was about um, one man in particular. Yes, but, <laughs> but I, it it is it's that's a yes or no. Um, here's my thing. Here's my thing that I'm going to say because I think it is very clear by now that when we talk about um, that man, um, I'll just go out and say when we talk about um, Professor X leading a group of multiversal heroes, um, we saw that that's going to happen because when Doctor Strange was being taken by um, Ultron bots um, to that uh, main hall, there were a bunch of chairs and we're going to be talking about potentially who was sitting in one of them later. But um, we were, there were a bunch of chairs um, hinting at this group um, who will be confronting Strange and Wanda and try to save the multiverse. And it's just really cool to get that confirmation that all of those characters that are sitting in those chairs are going to be people from the multiverse, which I think is a very special concept. And that's why it was probably one of my favorite parts, just knowing that we are going to be getting a big multiversal group. I uh, try to stop. Uh, I try to save the multiverse. That's something that is a pretty cool thing in my, in my um, opinion. And yeah, I, I'll just highlight on the one that's like really, that's what will most likely be leading the team, uh, Professor X. Um, it's great. It was great to hear his voice again. So like saying uh, we should tell him the truth. For those of you who don't know who that was, that was Professor X from the original X-Men movies. Um, and it's being played by Patrick Stewart as he, as that character should be, because I'm a big fan of Patrick Stewart. Um, you know, it, it was great hearing his voice again. I'm, it's I'm going to love the confrontations that he has with Wanda and Dr. Strange. I feel like th those um, scenes are going to be breathtaking um, because, you know, Patrick Stewart, uh, I, he's a very charismatic actor, very talented. So it's going to be great um, seeing Professor X back because he was one of the highlights from the original X-Men movies. And I'm sure uh, a lot of other people agree with me. So, yeah, it's just great seeing him back and, and actually making his uh, MCU debut now since X-Men technically were a part of MCU, of the MCU. So, uh, yeah, that's my perspective on this whole thing. I just love the fact that we are going to get um, a multiversal group of heroes as well, led by one of the uh, most famous uh, leaders of the X-Men of all time in Professor X. So, uh, Jared, obviously, I'm sure you want to talk about uh, the, what happened there. Um, uh, what do you think about Professor X and the Illuminati? Well, Professor X, I think, kind of displays something bigger. Obviously, it's huge. Having Professor X there is absolutely amazing. However, this shows that Marvel has introduced more than just Professor X. They have merged the X-Men and Marvel or X-Men and MCU, I should say. And that is just amazing. I like, I really like thinking about the possibilities that thing, things offer. And that is just, it presents so many possibilities from, you know, Professor X, which is already there to Deadpool, to Colossus, to everything, so many things. And it just makes the likelihood of them introducing a lot of other universes that Marvel owns way more likely. 
I think that it's very likely that they will introduce Fantastic Four. Maybe not in this movie, but very, very soon. Fantastic Four and other universes that they own into MCU very, very soon. Merging all of this just creates so many possibilities for new X-Men movies, possibly better. You know, you never know. Obviously, X-Men already has a ton. But with the new kind of crossing over, there could be new characters introduced. There could be new combos. There's so many things, you know, and kind of an introduction movie, which, you know, there's going to be like Fantastic Four for the Fantastic Four. But it just presents so many possibilities. Just having every single character from X-Men being able to come through is absolutely insane. I don't know if we'll actually see more than just Professor X. I assume we'll see more than just Professor X. But, you know, we you never know how many we'll see. Maybe we'll see four. Maybe we'll see five. Maybe we'll see one in just Professor X. But as time goes on, we're going to be able to see more and more characters. And it's going to present for more and more people, which is just going to be absolutely awesome for the storyline that Marvel is kind of weaving right now. Yeah. So... And yeah, I, I do agree with you um, about the X-Men standpoint. It does bring up a fascinating uh, thing with uh, mutants combining with um, the Avengers and stuff like that and mutants um, tra- transferring into um, Earth-616, uh, which is, uh, you know, the main universe that they're in right now. So, uh, or uh, the, like the regular uh, Marvel mcu is in right now so it'll just be interesting to see because technically this will mark a mutants debut um in the M- in uh the mcu uh so i am I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that um possibility i, I actually is i i don't even remember it's been a excuse me it's been a very long time since i've watched the x-men movie so i don't even remember no i don't even remember if uh professor x is actually himself a mutant but or just like a leader of mutants, but um, I, yeah, just seeing uh a man from a franchise that were full of them and like who established the X Men, um, because it's literally in in the name X Men. It's it it'll be interesting. Um, re- it'll be really fascinating to see him return, um, to the MCU or make his debut in the MCU because um. He's going to be one of the more, um, um, and uh, I, I guess fast, I'll keep on saying fascinating parts of the movie. He's going to be, um, he. I think he's going to steal the show as well. So yeah, I really, really like the fact that Professor X was in this, and I, I, I do like that he got confirmed for the record because I, I felt like the majority do this. I, I won't maybe not the majority. I don't know how many people actually knew this but I, I a lot of people did considering it was definitely online and it was definitely the biggest rumor out there that professor x would actually be in this movie so it's nice to see that confirmed um there were other rumors and we even i mean it's amazing how much can happen in a week we even had some rumors and predictions that we did last week that ultimately um some got confirmed, obviously, with, and I know that Jared talked about some of the X-Men being in there and stuff like that. Um, and I talked about, you know, some Wanda stuff. So it's kind of, it was, it's pretty cool to see some of these predictions actually turn out to be uh, true where, and rumors turning out to be true from where we're headed. So um, Jared, 
Is there anything else you want to add on to Professor X before we move on? Uh, no, I think we covered him pretty well. But yeah, just expect, I would say, just expect more than Professor X. Because if having just Professor X obviously could come as just this kind of council thing. But there's so many possibilities, especially with Battle with the X-Men. There's so many cool powers to showcase that I would, I would assume that there's going to be more than one. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I imagine that Professor X will be uh, fighting Wanda too. At least that's where I think this is headed. And just uh, putting it into my head, like the idea of how a Wanda versus Professor X battle could play out. It's really fascinating. Uh, and, you know, really... I'm really excited to see what Professor X can do in uh, Multiverse of Madness. So uh, uh, we are going to be talking about now, um, I I do want to talk about what if for a little bit, Um, because if you were to ask me, um, hell, just one week ago, if you were to ask me um, what show would have the bigger um, tie into Multiverse of Madness, um, like between Loki, what if, and uh, WandaVision, uh, what if would have been less? And now, honestly, I'm gonna have to say that what if is probably first, given some stuff that's been going on. Jude, uh, I w- what are your thoughts on the what if acknowledgement? Because, first of all, um, uh, there were Ultron bots in there, things that were very much so in what if. There were zombies, things that were very much so in what if. And then, you know, just I, I, I'm going to save the other thing that that's out there for later. You know, we have Evil Strange, though. So there are stuff there that have heavy ties to that show. So what do you think about that? Well, I think it's it's cool that they are. It isn't just this lone series that didn't have any effect on you know, anything in the future. A lot of it was canon is go- and is going to, maybe not canon, but it's going to come into effect in the future. With, you know, we have, I don't know if you mentioned this already, but Captain Carter, hopefully I didn't take something from you, but, you know, you got Captain Carter, the evil Doctor Strange, the Ultron bots, and the biggest one for me is the zombies. The zombies look absolutely amazing. With zombie Doctor Strange, you've got a bunch of other zombies that was sh- that were shown and the visuals for those things look absolutely insane. Everything really looked amazing. All of the robots, all of the zombies, all of the monsters. Everything looked really amazing. But with, with the inclusion of What If, I think it it's very nice. And I don't know if every episode will come up at some point. And maybe it will. Maybe there will be a point where every episode is referred to. Maybe there's only some that will be referred to. But even if there are only some that are referred to, even if we have all of the what if episodes in this movie. It, it's cool that they are making something out of a TV show that people usually assume that was nothing. A lot of people assume that it was not canon, that it wasn't going to be anything, that it was never going to be referred to again. And honestly, in some vein, I believe that as well. I believed, hey, this is going to be pretty much only, you know, just a little fun special. But now that we're realizing, hey, these are canon and these can be used in other places. It's cool to go back and look at what could happen by watching those over again. All the little nuances that are in there could have effect on something in the future. It's very cool to look in there. You know, Zombie Wanda was one of the things we showed. And we showed how powerful she was. So we're going to get a really powerful villain, maybe, well, yeah, kind of villain. And that we have yeah, Zombie Doctor Strange, which looked amazing, all of his 
hands coming out, you know, zombies coming out from all over and like little dust. Really, really cool. All those possibilities going back and watching, especially the zombie one shows so much because there's going to be a ton of zombies. I believe maybe, maybe some that are just, you know, kind of there, but I think there are going to be quite a few zombie Avengers in that, in this movie, just because of what we've seen so far. Yeah. So, and yeah, if anybody's wondering, I will like elaborate on Jared. Thank you for bringing up Captain Carter. I was expecting you to do so. So don't, uh, worry about it but um you know people might who are listening might not be aware of the poster or anything that's on the poster and this is where we are going to bring a little bit of uh the poster into the conversation here so on the bottom of it and on the bottom right um captain Carter's shield has been spotted from what if um which makes it very um clear to us that she's going to have a role in this or else I have no idea why you would include her broken shield in the first place. So uh, yes, that is where um, the Captain Carter shield comes into play. And that's where, why we said Captain Carter in the first place. So I do believe she has a role in this movie. So yeah, when you, with that, with the zombies, like you said, one of the more fascinating parts because we did see zombie Doctor Strange at the end of that trailer. And uh, zombie Wanda, by the way, came from the TV spot. So um, if you want to go check that out, I don't know if it got officially released online, but the TV spot that actually released during the Super Bowl, that revealed zombie Wanda. It did not get, zombie Wanda was not in uh, the actual trailer though. So just wanted to bring it to your attention. Um, and then... You know, with the Ultron bots uh, arresting Doctor Strange, that that uh, plays a key role and that ties to um, Ultron, you know, when he had the Infinity Stones. So I think that that was very a cool callback. So I do believe that I and I do respect the fact that what if is being acknowledged as a key show, because first of all, I had no problems with it. I mean, there were a few episodes that were pretty rocky, in my opinion. And yes, it was not all perfect as we've discussed in the past. However, um, I do believe each Marvel show deserves recognition. And I feel like this is how it happens when people are basically forced, if they have it already to go back and watch these shows, as long as they have Disney plus so that uh, they could get knowledge on what to, um, on why we're seeing Captain Carter, why we're seeing zombies or Ultron bots stuff that got introduced in what if, and I think it's cool that uh, that got incorporated in there. So I, I, I do like it. And it's definitely going to make me go back and watch some of the episodes. Some of them probably not, but some of them I absolutely will. And like, even though, you know, we're talking about Captain Carter, Zombies, Ultron Bots, you still have Evil Strange there that we did see in um, What If or Sorcerer's Supreme Strange. So I, I ju- yeah, uh, all in all, just i really like the recognition there um what if is going to be the events from that are go is going to be a uh, big influencer on events that happen in uh multiverse of madness as well so i i do like that and i just want to touch on that so um jared anything else before we move on for the what if section here uh no i think we covered all that pretty well and obviously there is a ton to talk about in what if and in the trailer in general, but one trailer can only have so much stuff. And this trailer had 
a ton. They fit so much into this tiny, tiny, tiny trailer, even though it was only like what, two minutes and 16 seconds long. Mm-hmm. It was just packed with information that you kind of had to unravel, which is pretty crazy. So we, even we might've missed something with, especially with what if there are so many small scenes, even, even I know there are some things that I don't know what they are. Like there's this ribbon monster. I don't know what it is. It has runes all over it. It's like, it looks like hair. It's, uh, there are so many mysterious things that we're going to see in the actual movie that we're going to probably going to find out about that. Even if you watch it, you still won't understand everything that goes on. Yeah. So I agree. And, um, yeah, I just, I like all the possibilities that just surround this movie. Um, and I think that, yeah, you basically hit it, uh, right on the mark there. So, and yeah, so we're going to be moving on to one of our, you know, we do have two more things I do want to dive a little bit more into. Um, I, this one's going to be pretty quick though. Uh, what is your status on Wanda here in terms of whether or not she's the villain in this uh, movie? I just wanted to touch on that because obviously she played a key role um, in this trailer for a variety of reasons. Uh, what do you think about Wanda in this, Jed? Well, from what I heard and saw, she had some very foreboding and menacing lines. So I do assume she will be somewhat of a villain, not the entire time. But yeah, her voice lines were very menacing and very foreboding. She sounded very evil, like a everyone must pay kind of evil. And that does not sound very good. I think that especially with the zombie Wanda and all of the other scenes in it, there was a lot of her bleeding, which is weird. But there's going to be a ton of stuff. I, I think there's going to be a ton of stuff with her as a villain and with her not as a villain. It's probably going to be a time in the beginning where she's not a middle arc where she is and then end a small end arc where she is not and she comes back to being a type of hero. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it definitely seems like that would be the way to go for her. But she does sound very, very evil in that trailer especially just with the voiceover that she was doing. Well, not well, necessarily she was doing, but there were probably lines from the movie that were put over the video that, yeah, they definitely in, they definitely seem like she's a villain in the movie in some vein. Yeah, so I agree. I'm still going to stand by it that she's at least a villain for part of the time. Um, the only question now, because it did seem like a variant Wanda might have been involved, it does seem now like uh, the question rises whether variant Wanda is the main villain, whether there's more of a good uh, variant Wanda and uh, an evil one, or and whether the main uh, you, the Wanda in the main universe is the evil or um, good one. It, that uh, that is the only question that rises. But I do know that there's. I mean, it's very clear by now that there is going to be a villainous Wanda. And I do believe it's the main one. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I do believe there's another Wanda variant involves. Like I said, I could also be um, wrong about that, but I feel like there, you know, yeah, I feel like there might be another one involved. Is, um, is ba- based on, you know, the fact that you saw 
Wanda look, looking at herself uh, crying, basically, like uh, in in the house, which I assume is the house from Westview. Um, maybe not, though. But there were definitely s- scenes where there was like more than, you know, Wanda involved. So I think that there are variants of her as well. And obviously with the blood on her face and stuff, you, you could tell that um, she obviously is going through like, you know, she is, you know, going through some tough and gruesome battles here. And I can only imagine, especially when we saw her fight, uh, and, and we will be talking about this for our final thing today, um, especially when we see her fight that uh, Captain Marvel variant. Um, you know, it's just all signs point to her being the villain. And, you know, with her saying, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get this 100% right, but the line that stuck most with me, even out of any, out of any lines of the trailer, um, when you break the rules, you're seen as a hero. You know, when I break them, I'm seen as the enemy. Uh, that doesn't seem fair. Uh, that, that makes it seem like people are viewing her as the enemy and they continue to. And uh, while she breaks the rules. So, which I do assume that she's acknowledging the fact that she's breaking the rules of the multiverse. And uh, yeah, that's basically my thoughts. My stance is still strong here with Wanda being the uh, main or one of the main villains for at least a certain period. So uh, anything else you want to add, Jared, before? Well, about that quote, I think I have a rough idea of exactly what happens and where that goes in the movie. I would assume that comes around the time of, there's pretty much two possibilities for me, around the time of when he sees her in her flower patch or whatever, like the blossoms, and a little bit after that. Because I think he will explain to her that he messed up and broke the rules and broke, you know, broke the rules of the time, of time and now everything is falling apart. And she will hold spite against him for being commemorated for breaking the rules. And like, like that quote said, you know, you're celebrated as a hero, I'm celebrated as a villain. So I think she'll hold that spite against Doctor Strange for that. And, you know, eventually she'll come to her logic, but it's kind of that thing where she still holds some form of spite against those who can break the rules and get away with it where she can't. And I think it will be that thing where she will either refuse to help him or only help him a bit and then turn evil where she says that quote. Yeah, uh, about that. Thank you for bringing that up because I did actually want to mention that and I forgot. So thank you very much. I feel like the Garden Fields is an illusion because let me tell you right now, there is another scene in that trailer um, with Scarlet Witch, like in her outfit, um, you know, and, and in conv- uh, having a conversation, having that conversation with that to- with the line that doesn't seem fair with Dr. Strange, who is wearing the exact same clothing. And it, the background is all red. It's dark. It's ominous. I feel like um, Dr. Strange is going to be going to that field just to, just to find out that it is an illusion. And Wanda is going to be seen, like, you know, Wanda wants people to believe she's just living a peaceful life. Um you know, you know, plucking flowers and stuff like that. When in reality, she's harnessing chaos magic and continuously analyzing the dark hold, um, and you know, possessing more of that 
more villainous aura to her. So uh, what do you think about it being an illusion, Jared, the garden field or the garden? Well, it, it really depends because it could either be an illusion or like a facade, I would say. It could be something to distract from what's really happening or it could just be a total illusion. I think that those are both possibilities or it is just that she is actually kind of better and then what Doctor Strange says to her sets her off again. Those are the three possibilities. Yeah. That I see. You could be right. Either of the first two. I think that there will be a much darker layer underground like we saw when she's sitting in the circle with her, you know, Scarlet or, you know, with her kind of entire thing on. I think that could be something like under the ground or somewhere else in that kind of thing. Like in the same vein as um, one of them. Like when there was, you know, that entire thing underground with all those runes and everything. That is a very, very kind of alike thing that I would think was going on if those are one of the two things that are happening. If it is just an illusion, then, you know, anything could really could be possible. It could just be that all that is completely fake and on top of it is the thing that we're actually looking for. Or the third option, which I said before, it could be the fact that she is that kind of in a good place. And now what Dr. Strange says to her and when she, when he comes to her and he says something kind of sets her off again and starts her down that dark path again. And now she really does become a kind of villain. Yeah. You, you might be right about that last part, obviously too. I, and you know um, it is also another possible outcome. Um, I just wanted to bring the illusion part of it into, into play because I think that that also is possible because they're, uh, they're two very different scene, uh, like, you know, two different sceneries and, uh, they're both, um, in the, but it's still the same exact, uh, scene, uh, between Dr. Strange and Wanda. So this set, it's just a setting definitely does change regardless of whether or not it's an illusion or, um, uh, real but i will tell you right now the setting uh where we see dr strange uh visiting wanda in the garden that does change uh during that same scene i, I think that's very clear by now so yeah unless that they're both where the uh that dr strange is wearing the thing the same thing between two different confrontations i don't think so and i think it's the same so uh, yeah i just want to add that there um and uh, before we wrap up here, I just want to talk a little bit about some more of the stuff that we saw. And uh, Jared, I'm going to, and then I'm going to throw it over to you to get your thoughts on it. So, the, and you know, it's not a lot. Um, it's really only two things. Um, a, when, uh, if you were wondering what was that Captain Marvel-esque character flying at Wanda, who, who was that? Uh, it indeed was Captain Marvel. I and when you look at the image in high def, and you when you see her face, because you know technology is a great thing. So somebody was able to do that where they you know get a clear uh, um, view and a clear uh, picture. It most certainly was Maria Rambo. I will. I will. And it definitely looks like it. It. She does not have long hair. Um, so. Um, and, and, you know, Maria Rambo, you know, it, this Captain Marvel in the trailer also had short hair. Um, I don't think 
and I don't th- believe it's Monica because Monica has long hair. So um, I do believe a Maria Rambo uh, will be playing a Captain or no, sorry, because she's not playing anybody. Maria uh, Rambo is a Captain Marvel variant that will be fighting Wanda. That's one thing I want to put out. And then the second thing is something that probably not a lot of people caught. Um, however, we are going to talk about it because it is definitely out there on the internet. Um, and a lot of people did uh, catch this. So, um, and plus I kind of hinted at it last week that you, that it was something that could have been expected. Um, in one of the chairs in the room of the Illuminati, uh, to the left was, I, people have pointed out that it, is most likely Mr. Fantastic. They were able to zoom in on the image, see the blurred out image, give it high def, put it in high def. There definitely is a four in the, on the upper corner um, of his suit. It is a blue suit. His arms are skinnier. This is exactly why people are saying that it's Mr. Fantastic. I do believe that it is Mr. Fantastic as well. I just wanted to uh, point that out as well. Um, those are the two standouts, standout variants that I wanted to put out there um, regarding potential sightings. Jared, what do you think about those two in particular? Well, I personally believe that, you, first of all, the first image that you sent me was very non-high def. True. I, kind of, yeah. it, it looked just like a white badge, but then you did send me the high def and it was also on a better frame. It was one frame, one or two frames earlier. And it was much more higher def. That definitely does look like a four. It's the same colors. The coloring around the neck is black. The coloring on the body is blue or purple. I don't actually know. It looks very, very much so. Like the only thing I could see is it, there was a little belt. I don't know if it's actually a belt. It's just the glint of the camera. But that was the only difference I could see. It's very likely Mr. Fantastic. And I had that on my predictions over uh, a little, a couple podcasts ago. And it just, it just looks so much like him. So when you sent me that the first time, obviously, I didn't really believe it entirely because of how, you know, iffy the picture was. But when you yep. sent me the high def one, it was seriously impressive what people found and how how much you can find by making things high def, by altering photos. It's it's from in my opinion, definitely him. And it's not a far reach to say that he's in this movie, even without and the thing is, there is a possibility that he doesn't fight and he is just there to judge Doctor Strange. I don't think that's a big possibility, but I think it is a possibility. Now, he might not be there in a huge, huge thing. We'll, we'll definitely see him and see his face, I would say. I don't know what's really going to go on in that council scene, but it seems like an awesome scene considering that both uh, Mr. Fantastic and Professor X were there. There's most likely going to be a ton of other people. All of those people there... I assume we will know. That is one of the things that I, you know, kind of thought about. If we know Professor X and Mr. Fantastic just from those two snippets, considering that those were the only faces we saw, all the other ones, I think there was five, six, somewhere. Uh, it was, uh, yeah. It was, a you know, a certain number of people. I think each one of those people will be significant in some way. Maybe not from a separate universe each, but it will be in some vein a character that we all know and can identify with. Yeah. So I'm going to give, yeah. So first I'll talk about the Mr. Fantastic thing. Um, first of all, 
yes, um, I did believe that Mr. Fantastic was in this. I did. Um, the rumors seem to be there. Um, there is a reason why I believe that his face was hidden in the first place. I have a strong reason to believe that the Mr. Fantastic thing, you know, while people are just going to assume um, that it's, you know, a version of Mr. Fantastic we've seen in the past. Um, no, that I'm going to be blunt. I, I'm, I'm going to be blunt. Probably. Like I said, I'm not going to reveal anything else surrounding the Mr. Fantastic character because that's just, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to do that. But um, yeah, I, I, there is still a, some surprises regarding this uh, Mr. Fantastic character. Um, a, and, you know, I as long as the rumors are to be believed, obviously. Like, if, if, if the rumors are wrong, then obviously it could be a Mr. Fantastic for the past. Please let it be the original, original one, not the uh, recent 2014 remake, please, because that's just plain old embarrassing. If he actually, if Miles Teller's Mr. Fantastic is in there, I would much rather prefer the other one. And because I did like him, but I don't even think this is a direction that we're headed in uh, for some reasons that I will be saying right now. But um, yeah, I, I'm really excited for the Mr. Fantastic in this movie. That is all. And even if it's not the person that I've been hearing thrown around. Um, I just, I love Mr. Fantastic. I would love ev- any variant to actually be in this. And yeah, so that's why the, this pick was very important to me because I'm excited that we have near uh, confirmation that this is actually happening. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts about that. So um and also I figured I should give, I remember I did throw the name Maria Rambo out there like people actually um, because like there are a chance people might've forgot Maria Rambo was the best friend of Carol um, Danvers or AKA captain, the like real universe, captain Marvel from the um, captain Marvel movie. Uh, so she is the mother of Monica. She unfortunately passed away due to cancer as revealed in um, WandaVision and, um, but she will be a Captain Marvel variant um, in Multiverse of Madness. So I just want to address that. Jared, are there, is there anything else you want to add, like regarding Mr. Fantastic or Captain Marvel or anything else? Well, I don't know too much about, uh, you know, Mr. Fantastic and um, mostly Mr. Fantastic. I don't know a ton about Mr. Fantastic, but I think an overall thing that we should kind of realize is that all of these are just from the trailer. All these characters are just from the trailer. There's going to be so many variants of very famous characters. There's already some of Captain Marvel. Hopefully she's not in the movie, but I'm fine with (laughs) other ones being in the movie. You know, we have variants of Doctor Strange. We have variants of Wanda. We have just so much stuff. And I assume that there will be a lot of other variants of other characters. There's, There's going to be some, obviously, I assume there are going to be some, you know, funny ones that are going to be some extremely, you know, dangerous. Some not so dangerous. They're just gonna they're come they're gonna come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to address is I heard something about there being two versions of the movie. I don't know if this is actually true, but I just heard something about there being like two versions of the movie and it being categorized 
as kind of a horror. I obviously we talked about this a while ago, but I'm you know I'm not too up to date on the Catarai, you know, just how it's characterized. Is that true that it is either there are two versions and that it is characterized as a horror? You know what I read that highly doubt it um, because are you talking about uh, just so that I'm clear before I answer it? Uh, is it the PG thirteen versus rated R one? Yes. Okay. Highly doubt it. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, Doctor Strange appeals to all audiences. It's not like Deadpool um, appeals to little kids. I mean, Marvel doesn't appeal to like little kids either. But, um, you know, it does matter. Um, and, you know, teenagers, they like to go see the movies with their friends, not necessarily with their parents. With Multiverse of Madness, you'd have to if it were rated R. Um, there is, I highly doubt that there was a rated R version in play just because uh, Marvel doesn't really like doing that. Uh, Marvel doesn't like steering away some of the younger kids. That's not, the, that's not how they roll. Deadpool, uh, the inevitable Deadpool three that comes out is a, you know, is a, um, you know, special case where, you know, you kind of have to considering the first two were rated R and it was highly entertaining. The first two were highly entertaining as rated R movies. So some are fitted for that, but not Doctor Strange. I, I, first of all, yes, I do believe that there are going to be horror-esque aspects, but not enough to put it like as a rated R. I think that the rated, the horror aspect is being blown out of proportion. I think that that's where like this, we, uh, scary looking zombies come in and stuff like that there might be a few jump scares here and there but nothing to actually steer kids away and i feel like at this point that would be i I, i'm not buying the two uh versions thing in other words i feel like it was always meant to be pg-13 it's going to be um that's all that we basically need to know um what about you jared what do you think though i mean from what i heard uh I, i i agree but also, it's the money factor. Yeah, people are likely to go and see a rated R movie, and you know, I completely agree with you. Doctor Strange appears to appeals to all audiences, and having that pretty much all fits one. Even the fact that it's PG thirteen already, it already eliminates some of the demographic, not a ton, uh, not a ton at all. But having that rated R thing would definitely, sp- first of all, it would be two different movies. Well, you know, just rating wise, but still. And second of all, it would be a split in margins and a split in revenue, which would be not good. People would not know. People, it could theoretically work. And some people might go and see the PG-13 movie and the rated R movie. But just having those two different things, it would also most likely drive down sales, which I assume. It's just not very likely, in my opinion. I agree with you. Just that entire thing of having two movies. Marvel's never done that. And I don't think they will ever do that. There will obviously there's going to be more rated R Marvel movies, especially with Deadpool and everything. It's just not very likely that's going to happen uh, anytime soon, where there's two movies, two different ratings. Yeah. No. Yeah. And for the record, no. They I, they definitely if, even if they had two versions of it, um, they would not release them both at the same time. What would ideally happen is that you would see the PG thirteen one out in theaters. When it comes on DVD and Blu-ray, then you get a rated R cut and a director's cut of the rated R version. I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think it was ever intended to 
do rated R. Um, but I think that that would be um, that's that would be the case. I do, you, you you do not release two movies at once. It does, I don't think that makes sense. Or two of the same movie at once, just different versions. So it would be if anything at all, it would be PG thirteen. Then releasing a rated R cut later on maybe associated with a special DVD or Blu-ray release. But other than that, I think that it's locked that it's PG-13. As it's a good decision, in my opinion, it's just a smart decision, and there is no need to make this radar, in my opinion. It's already, I mean, it already does push the boundaries. Like we saw, like Wanda's face being covered in blood with an example is pretty, um, and she was like standing up, and she was, and it was a lot of blood that was cu- coming down her face and it like around her eye. It was pretty, that scene alone is pretty like that pushes the boundaries of, you know, PG 13. So it, it will push the boundaries, but I don't think anything too severe uh, to make it a rated R movie. Not, not in the slightest. So uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up here? No, I think we covered it pretty well. This is very long for a trailer, but yeah, well, I mean, it's it a- Dense trailer. There's a ton of stuff to talk about, and I think though it's a dense trailer, I don't think it retains any more like a ratio of information in the trailer to information in the movie of any other movie. I think this movie is just going to be jam packed with things that'll make us want to see it over and over again to see different things over and over again. Just every, I think this is overall just going to be one of those movies that every time you see it, you're gonna notice something different. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm looking forward to this. This trailer got me even more excited for it. Um, and I obviously know you are too. Um, and yeah, I, I, it was it was great experience in this trailer. I, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely, that was an experience, uh, my first time watching it as well, just because there were so many callbacks to, especially the Professor X one. That was a big, that was a big surprise. So, yeah, it was just full of great moments. So, uh, yeah, but we thank you guys for listening. Uh, Jared, anything else you want to say to the fans? Uh, no, just if you haven't watched Taylor, or even if you have watched it once, go through it again because we, even though we like to watch things over again a ton of times, we still might have missed something. We have probably have missed something. Someone, Something will probably come up tomorrow, the next day, sometime within the release of the movie that, is a huge thing that someone will like the Mr. Like the fantastic four, like, like Mr. Fantastic. There are things, very small things that could be noticed things that I haven't figured out. People haven't figured out yet. So keep yourself up to date. Just watch it again. And you might notice something that we didn't even notice ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be an exciting ride or, and also impatient ride to uh, May 5th, 100%. But uh, yeah, the wait will be worth it. So uh, we thank you guys once again and uh, tune in next time for uh, another episode and see you guys.